Yo, can you hear me, dude? I can hear you loud and clear. All right, sweet, sweet, sweet. I'm just going to go into a room that's quiet where you're not going to hear my kids screaming and all kinds of stuff. <laughs> Good luck. <laughs> What'd you get up to today? Oh, man, just chilling today. Yeah. Are you, are you, do you have some time off work right now with the baby and all? Yeah, yeah. Nice, nice. When do you have to go back? Um, I told them like two weeks. But um, nice. it's been, today's like a week. Okay. And I'm kind of like, oh, shit, should I go back and make some money or should I enjoy this time because I won't get it back, you know? Yeah, I, yeah, that's always the... I don't like working backwards. So like once like, you know, once uh money starts kind of going backwards, I'm like, oh, fuck. I know, I get that. No, I, I, I totally get that, dude. I, that's for sure. It's funny. It's like a, one of them paradoxes where you're like, <clears throat> it's like, man, I want the time off, but then you get the time off. You're like, man, my bank account's going down. I don't like going backwards. I don't like no, it. I know. I know. I, I think like that all the time too. Even my wife's just like, I'm always just like, I, I, in general, I hate spending money. Like I grew up with like <clears throat> all my family. They're all like foreigners. Like we were, my family's all immigrants, you know? So it's just like, it. I'm first, I'm first generation. So it was this like, you know, it's it's just like not wasting money is just so ingrained in me you know and like that uh like anytime i see like oh man like you know we spent all a b c and d it's just like oh fuck you know yeah it's like <clears throat> for me it's like like even like with you know like the video games that you play like where mm -hmm. you except for like zombies but like that zombies like for uh <clears throat> call of duty where you yep. like play and you keep going and going and going it gets crazier and crazier and crazier but then yeah, like yeah. once you die you got to start all the way over yeah yeah those, yeah yeah those games are so fucking tough for me to stay interested in because yeah, like i, I just it. i don't like rebuilding and starting over and going backwards like i like to just i like to make things so build and grow and fucking it's like i don't know no it's a good point it's it's a really good point no i i know what you, i know what you mean too it's like that's why for me, it's just like I, even when I, if I start something, I have to see like that there's, there's, that there's also like an end game. You know what I mean? That I'm not just kind of aimlessly kind of doing shit because it's just like, I find that I, I, you look back and like, I was just working backwards that whole time. Yeah. You know, it's, uh, so. and it's funny too, cause it's like one of those, um, ongoing battles with, all of us jujitsu practitioners, bro, is like training. Feeling yeah. like you're getting better and then feel like you suck ass and then feeling like you get yep. better. It's that like rope a dope feeling, but it doesn't stick yep. anywhere else but right here. No, it's so true, dude. I get that. I get that. So yeah, uh, dude. You in a quiet space? Yeah, I'm ready to rock. I'm ready to rock, bro. Back by popular demand. <laughs> but sorry to all the listeners, he doesn't want to talk about the fucking tour bus incidences. But the tour bus <laughs> secrets, man. Part of, me respect, part of me respects that, bro, because, you know, everyone likes a good person who keeps secrets. Loyalty is cool. Yeah, but, you know, and it's just you never know you, who you might implicate. And, you know, it's also that, like, some of the some of the crazy stories, you know, it could paint somebody in a bad light that now is maybe completely different, you know, and it's just like might look back on that as, oh, I shouldn't have done that, you know, like there's – there's a lot of good people that we met out on the road that just did some crazy things that, you know, sometimes you're like, I don't know if 
they're happy about that. <laughs> you know, if they, they want people to know about that. So maybe we just won't say anything. Yeah. But I mean, at the same time, do you, how do you look at like, uh, like I get special now with like fucking cancel culture and all that kind of shit. It's like as dangerous as ever, but like, like, what about like you you know you never know what roads led to what and even though you did some crazy shit back in the day and you made the decisions with the circumstances you were in yeah like do you have to like fucking live your life like if you're in a different position a different spot in a different environment do you have to live your life necessarily like you know hiding that shit in the dark or well me personally no um but there's so many other people that are, could be involved in, in stuff that you're just like, uh, you know, like, I don't know, like if that person would want it, it want, would want that information. Or like, I'm cool with it because, you know, no regrets. <laughs> yeah, 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 exactly. But I'm just like, you never know how other people might take it, you know, and some people are super sensitive about stuff. So I just kind of like keep that personal, I guess for now. Yeah. I never personally like really live my life like that. Like I'm all, I'm kind of like an open book. Kind Dude, of like see, that. I, I am too. I, and it, to me, it's almost a detriment sometimes. Cause I just like, sometimes people know too much about me. And then I'm just like, eh, it's like, yeah, exactly. Exactly. Totally. My wife is like that too. We're pretty much just open books. Yeah. I mean, I kind of like my mindset's kind of like, uh, I kind of like live by the means of like, you know, like I said it, I meant it. I did it for a reason, you know, mm-hmm. it could always be wrong. It could always be right. Yeah, and it could change from time to time, you know. But yeah, or you I mean, just said something, you own it, and then, yeah, I was wrong about that. I'm, I'm sorry, but I said it, you know. Yeah, it's kind of I kind of think about that a lot of times too. I'm like, 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 like for instance, with like politicians, bro. Like I'm always like talking to friends, and I'm like, mm-hmm. why don't they just come out and say like I'm not really sure what's going on, but we have the best team on it, and we're figuring out information as we go, and we're letting you guys know as we figure it out. Why is it more important for them to come out and, and just act like they have the whole situation under control, even though it's something they may have never seen before or never dealt with before? You know what I mean? Like, well, I think I, I, I hate that, too. But I just think that's like a superiority kind of thing. It's just like it's just like I'm in power because I have the answers. So you don't want to look like you don't have the answers. But to me, that always makes somebody look weaker. Like the, the strongest people, right? The strongest people I've always known, I've always been able to say like, fuck man i i don't know but i'm gonna figure this out like we're gonna figure it out it's like i always tend to go to that person versus the person that like oh i know i know the answer to this but but i could just feel that they don't and then it just all trust is kind of like gone out the window yeah like every everything from like uh shit just to avoid any strikes or any possible i mean it doesn't really bother me but like let's just say aliens for instance Mm -hmm. like i'll use that as an example like especially with all the shit coming out lately and all the stuff everyone's talking about. I'm like, why don't they just fucking come out and say it? Like, why don't they? Oh, cause the public will freak out. I'm like, what do yeah. you mean? Oh, they're going to leak a little bit of information at a time. So the public doesn't freak out. And I'm like, well, how long would the public freak out for? And how much freaking out would the public do? Like, are we talking like riots? Cause you know, to be honest, we've already got that going on. Are we talking dude, about like, dude? It's okay. So I'll give you an example, a, a direct example of that. So I won't, I won't say, I don't want to say the person's name um, because uh, when they told me this, they, they were adamant on that, you know, they, they don't really only told me this, but I was, 
I was I was in LA. I was making a record, and this uh, a record label executive um, that was looking to sign me. We were in like the courting phase, and like the courting phase of like signing a record deal. There's kind of like, you know, everybody's trying to woo you, take you out to fancy dinners, and take you to cool places, and you, you kind of talk about, you know. Uh, the future of your career with this record label uh, over these kind of events, you know, dinners and all kinds of stuff. So I was in LA and I was at the Chateau Marmont. That's like a really, really kind of this legendary hotel right in Hollywood in Beverly Hills area. And, you know, like it's, it's where uh, Jim Belushi died um, in that hotel. And it's just like that, when I was there, just kind of hanging out, Jeff Goldblum from Jurassic Park was just kind of hanging out, having lunch. So it's just really, hmm. really weird, interesting hotel. I'm just kind of drawing out the whole, the whole picture just so you can kind of see uh, how this came to be. But And uh, it's just this weird place where, like, there are no rules in this hotel at all. Like, I was hanging out there, and there was this girl – I don't know if she was a model or something, but she had this dog and her dog just started taking a piss on a coffee table and then a couch in the Chateau Marmont and not one of the staff kicked this lady out. They just got down and they fucking cleaned it and they let her dog stay there. So it's this kind of place. Okay. Huh. And so I'm sitting there and I know this guy's uh, coming out to meet me. And so he's, the whole idea is we're going to go there. Uh, he's going to meet me at the hotel. We're going to hang out for a little bit and then we are going to go catch uh, get on his private jet and we we're going to have a pretty much have this meeting on a private jet. So he picks me up we get in this private jet and we start flying from LA uh, through um, Roswell, New Mexico. We actually stop for gas. Okay. So we get on this, we get on this private jet. And by the way, like this was my first time on, on a private jet and I was like, blown away at the lack of security to fly private like you just get on the plane no one's asking you anything it's like it's crazy it's 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 just like you're kind of in a way it's like you're above the law it's very strange it's just like you get on there's somebody kind of like before you get on the on the flight there's people giving you wine and stuff and you just get on this flight so we're on this flight you get to roswell new mexico and we're at this this uh this landing strip there I guess we were gassing up or whatever. And then we get back in the plane we take off, we go to the next place. And so I, I'm in the cockpit for a little bit. And then I, I kind of hanging out in the back and I'm talking to this, this record label executive. And then he's just like, you want to know something? And I'm like, yeah, sure. He's like, like, he's like, I've never really told many people this before, but he's just like, I don't want people to think I'm crazy. He's like, but a couple years ago, he's like, I was in the cockpit. We're just hanging out on a flight. And he's like, I look over. And he's like, I saw a fucking UFO. And so did the pilot. And he's like, it was just to the right of us. And we were like, what the hell is that thing? And he's like, we're just, we're staring at it for a little bit. It kind of just looked, it was just hovering. And he's like, and then all of a sudden. No way. Yeah. He's like, it just took off in the weirdest trajectory. And just, he's like, it just kind of like, and like, he's and just, just shot off and disappeared completely. And he, and he's like, I wasn't the only one who saw it. And and I've always believed in that stuff, but was it also I, over Roswell? It did. Uh, I didn't. Ask, I, you know what? Funny enough, I never asked him where he had seen this, where he saw it. But I guess um, the the place that we landed when in in Roswell, there was. I I don't want to 
I don't want to lie. So I'm trying to make sure that it was, it was, it was, <laughs> it was either one of two things. It was either there was like a statue of like a UFO or there was like a statue of an alien. I don't remember exactly, but there was a statue of something, um, uh, to that effect. And when we landed in this area that we were in, it was kind of like, I don't know, it's like this little monument kind of thing. Right. And I think that's what ended up triggering the conversation once we got into the, into the air. Have you and, been, uh, have you yeah. been keeping up with all the UFO shit? Have I been, you know what, just, um, just through like B Dave Bamber has kind of like once in a while, he'd be like, Hey man, have, have you heard about this? Have you seen this? But yeah. Can you, can you hear me? Okay. By the way. Yeah, I can hear you fine. You're perfect. Okay, it's really weird. This is there's just like this beep on on my end. I'm like not sure what it's getting at here. A beep? Yeah, it's like beep beep beep. Yeah, I think I'm okay. It's a it's a government because you start talking about fucking UFOs, bro. Yeah, I knew, I knew this was a bad idea, dude. Yeah, totally. <laughs> So, so, yeah, so once, once in a while, Dave Bamber will, like, shoot me stuff. And, I mean, like, I'm sure you've watched the Bob Lazar documentary. Have you that seen that? Cool. That was a cool one. Super, yeah. super, that, to me, when I watched that, I was like, this guy's legit. You know when you just, like, you just know if somebody's lying or not. But, like, like this, your mind's this, made up right away. Like, yes. 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 And, I, and there's, like, there's just that intuition. It's like when this guy that I was, I was talking about told me that he had seen this, I believe that he saw that. And when I saw the Bob Lazar story i was like no this guy it's legit and yeah no so i i haven't followed it so much but i'm super into it so there's there's a video that just like i just saw in the past couple of days too and again like as we were talking about before everything could be real or fake or i could be right or wrong but um it's a video of like an airplane and there's two different views of it and one's like almost like uh One's like almost like thermal, and the mm -hmm. other one is I want to say it's like kind of, it's it's more like regular, like you can kind of almost see it, like it's like a camera angle. Yeah, and it's I think it's a Boeing or Flight three seventy or something. I I could look it up. I could be my own Jamie. I I'm not big enough <laughs> behind me, but um, basically it's flying in the air, and it gets surrounded by three of these like little balls, and they just start f like floating all around it, like like almost like in a triangle but they're like weaving and around each other and shit and all of a sudden the plane just disappears crazy and it's caught on camera so this is like Wait, the, real, the plane like, disappears or those three balls disappear all of it like the, the the three balls are flying around and then you see like this little like circle like a zap mm -hmm. almost like a almost like a mini black hole like it just like whoop, and the plane disappears it's gone flying orbs film spinning around planes shows proof of teleportation and mh370 theory do they okay so has anybody talked about what this plane was where it was going it says malaysian airlines flight 370 disappearance um airlines passenger jet on march 8th 2014 see now now what i would love to do is what first of all did it have pass like was it like a packed plane with passengers because I would love to passengers just, on it. You see, I would love to just now like kind of reach out to like those family members and be like, what have you been told about this? Like, yeah. Is this, and, is this real? Like, or is, have you seen your family since this or are they gone? You know? See, and I, and I love this kind of shit, bro. 
and yeah. like even professor he loves like stuff like this yeah we talk about all the time because like but i, I always had the possibility in my head that like no matter how far down the rabbit hole i get with this shit i know it could be real or fake yes. like you know what i mean i don't go like dying on my hill as like but it, it's it's crazy i'll have to show you the video in the gym next time i see you but it's like yeah or actually i could text it to you but yeah it, it's um I sent it to my cousin, and he sent me a whole other article, which I haven't got to yet today. Um, but it's, it's it's like my one cousin; he's all about like Reddit. Mm-hmm. And he's kind of like a he doesn't believe like one website, one story, which is a really good thing. He does like a lot of like research, but um, mm-hmm. he's always got unique angles and like people who are uh, constructive criticism on. No matter how crazy or how much sense it, it makes, he usually sends me a good like constructive piece. But he sent me something back and he's like, I was going to send this all to you. And usually he doesn't send it to me if it's not bullshit. Like if it's like a bullshit story, like he probably usually doesn't send the shit to me. He usually sends me shit where it's like, here's the article and here's a bunch of other things that people have been saying. And here's a bunch of proof. And I'm like, so I don't know. He's just one of the people like I trust his judgment a lot when he comes with this stuff. And it's interesting as shit. Killer, man. That's cool. That's very cool. He also sent me. So there's this other article. I could send you too. And this is really really interesting. And this was, all right. So even crazier, you know how we just had the meeting or they just had like the, some people are calling it a a debate, but it wasn't really much of a debate, but the UAP thing with a, gosh, my mind went blank. The three guys, one's a whistleblower and they're like digging into like weather UFOs and we have alien spacecrafts and stuff. Um, Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So they just had that hearing and, um, like about two weeks before that, my my cousin sends me this article, and it's this guy talking about how he had a meeting with someone who's also a whistleblower, and evidently there's not just this one guy who's whistleblowing about all this like UFO shit from the government. He has um like up to like seventy people who also have documents and stuff. So I think it's a way of him protecting his ass on this, and. Mm-hmm. He had a meeting with one of the guys, and he, in his article, he explains that, like, he's not really, like, um, you know, he's just talked to a few people, and he kind of got the inkling that, like, man, this is crazy, this is crazy, this is crazy. But it's just talking about all the evidence we have of, like, UAPs and UFOs and alien technology, and evidently we've been in contact with them, but it's usually on their terms, not ours. And interesting. It, it goes into all this interesting shit, bro. Like, like, they don't care about humans. They care about the Earth. So one of the interesting. things, interesting, yeah, they're not they like we're like bugs to them. They don't care about us. Like if we're in their way, they'll squash us. But if we're out of their way, like they don't come seeking us. You know what I mean? And interesting. Evidently, we're millions of years behind them, and any of the stuff that we've recovered from them, we're thousands of years behind. So even if we were able to get a UFO or alien weapons that supposedly we have, um, this is all in that article, by the way, um. We wouldn't be able to comprehend it or, or uh, work it. And the other, so they don't even care about that technology that we've recovered. And supposedly they don't want us going to nuclear war because they don't want us destroying the earth. And they have threatened, evidently, allegedly, they've threatened leaders of like, like of our world or our countries and shit. Don't go to a nuclear war because then humans will cease to exist. And it wasn't clear whether or not that means they'll wipe us out or the nukes will wipe us out. But yeah, it's just a fucking crazy article. Now you can make all the speculation you want, but it's still like super cool. And it said that there is, my cousin said, 
one of the things he said about that article is we'll know in two weeks because the article states that there's supposed to be a hearing. And if the hearing doesn't happen, then we know it's bullshit. And if the hearing does happen, then we know it's, you know, got some validity to it. And sure as shit, two weeks later, they had that meeting. Interesting. And yeah. So it was like pretty fucking creepy talking about like all the aliens and shit. But, you know, that's what started that whole conversation was like the whole aliens is like, now do you tell the public this? If it's real, if it's legit, like we got evidence, you show it all to the public and, and release it. Like, what are what are we afraid of? Like people oh, freaking yeah. out. Is it is it like? Do you think it would ruin religion? Do you think it like? You know what I mean? That's that's the thing. I think yeah, that's it. If for a lot of people, it would ruin religion. It would ruin a lot of things, right? So it's like maybe the government just doesn't. You know, they, I think I think. You know, I, I think there's another piece of it, too. It's just that, like, kind of going back to what you were saying with politicians never wanting to admit that they made a mistake or whatever. It's like, I think th- that the jet, like the general world, all the governments of the world essentially just want the people to feel like they are the superior force of the world is the government. Right. Mm-hmm. It's like they can protect us. We, we have to follow their rules. They get to say what we can and cannot do. And it's kind of like the idea of us now confirming that there is something that's even above them that could come and just squash them. Then we might lose our faith in, in them, you know, and in the, in their power. Yeah, like, I, I just like, gosh, I don't know. Like, like you, you said it earlier, like, I look at it as like, so when he goes, oh, shit, I made a mistake or, oh, shit, like I'm working on it or, oh, shit, I got to fix that. Like problem solving mentality rather than covering up mentality. Like it seems yeah. so much stronger to me than like the mentality of like, all right, here's some bullshit. Let me hide it. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, but some people just want to hear bullshit anyways. Some people aren't ready to know the truth and and and, and like some people just want to hear bullshit, you know? Yeah. So when, sometimes when you talk, it's, you just I talk politics with somebody like, and I'll try and understand why they're adamant about something, and then like you just start talking to somebody, and their their arguments are very hollow, and it very it just comes down to well, this person, the, this official or whatever president said, or or this guy <laughs> said, or it's like it's just easier to just have blind faith than, you know what I mean? For some people, it's just like they don't want, they don't want their minds to go there. Yeah, it just comes down to like. Uh belief system like they just want yeah. a confirmation bias yes yes like they want yes. they, they want you to confirm what they're believing and what they're thinking rather than like objectively willingly to to you know adapt to new information yeah, exactly exactly and a lot of times when i talk to other people i i'm also like trying to prove myself wrong because that's how i kind of like you know what i mean like i'm trying to like hey i believe this but i want to hear what this person has to say, say because like I don't want to just believe things blindly. So it's like, and you know, and, it, and it's just, it's a shame when you can't have a conversation like that with somebody where it's just like, I want to grow from this conversation as well. I'm not looking for you to validify what I believe. Like you're trying to make me validify what you believe. I'm trying to just learn more so that maybe my opinion changes or grows stronger, you know? Yeah. hundred percent. Like, yeah. And like there, there's growth in discomfort. You know what I mean? Yeah, and it's 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 uncomfortable to be wrong, and it's uncomfortable to like, like dehumiliate, uh, have humility in conversations to where you could be wrong or oh shit. Yep. But like, 
it, I don't know. Like, I just like, you know, kind of going back to the open book. If you're like an open book, like you're always open to be corrected, you know? Yes. Someone brings up some shit you did 10 years ago or 30 years ago or 20 years ago. And you're like, oh, fuck. You know, that was fucked up. I probably wouldn't do that again. I, I've come a long way. Yeah. Well, I cut, you said like there's 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 uh, discomfort in growth, you were saying, right? Yeah. But then there's also growth lies within discomfort as well, right? So I think I think it's, people just don't like feeling uncomfortable, period. So as soon as they feel uncomfortable, whether it's, you know, it's cause for growth or not, I think a lot of people will just shut down. And, 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 and I think that's why doing something like jujitsu like is so important anything that's like that where you're you're always at a point of discomfort and and you're forced to either give up or grow from that discomfort i think that after a while that just starts to penetrate into your like on a cellular level and then you kind of just operate in the world in that way and i think that's why it's like super important for people whether they have the the like the aspirations to be like a great jitsu dero or something like that or to just you know whether or not that's their their aspirations but just to to be able to do something like that to be able to understand first of all that anything good comes from struggle but then how much you can grow from struggle and then you appreciate struggle you know i think that's that's kind of the beauty of jujitsu too really oh 100 yeah man and like there i that's like the common I guess theme of like this podcast we talk a lot about or people do, but it's just like, you know, there's certain people who like to push themselves and grow and, yeah, you know, get this uncomfortable and put themselves in uncomfortable positions, which is basically exactly what you do in jujitsu. And then like, there's people who are completely fine just fucking like sitting around doing nothing, you know, catching, catching their favorite TV show or whatever, you know? Yeah, well, even it's even like when it comes down to like diet and food, like like I have things that I really believe in, but like we were talking about the celery juice thing, right? I was talking to somebody else about it recently as well, and and it was just like I, I was like they're just like well, even if, if if all those benefits are true, okay, and let's say it could heal A, B, C, and D or whatever, I could never just drink a glass of celery juice. That is gross, and and I'm thinking if I, I knew something could help me. I would, and it tasted like a piece of dog shit. I would just, it, I'm just going to eat it real quick and move on with my day. You know what I mean? It's like, it's yes. like, I, I, you got, you got what I'm saying? It's just like, if you don't believe in, in the benefits of the cellar juice, that's different. But if you believe in it and, and you, and don't, don't not do something just because it's like tastes bad or it's hard. If you feel like it's going to improve your life, like don't let that be the thing that holds you back, you know? And it's well, kind of like, I always find that strange when I'm just like, you're not going to suck it up. You're not going to suck up like chugging something for like three seconds. Well, because, yeah, does, you know, it's like, do cigarettes yeah. taste good? I mean, do fucking like, yeah, I mean, there, there's so much like, you're going to sit around and tell me that a cigarette tastes good or like, yeah. you know, even in some cases like puffing a joint or I don't know, like, like, okay, 10 seconds of drinking, a, chugging a soda drink that can clean yeah. up your body and give you energy and stuff for 24 hours. Yes. Isn't worth it. Well, here's the thing. It's, it's not even like, it's like, 
it, like some like the people I, I've talked, some of the people I've talked, they're like, I won't even, I won't even, I won't try it because I don't think I will like it. I'm like, it's not about liking it. It's like if if you're if you're willing to uh, just be willing to try it and and see if it helps you out. You know, like don't not try something because it's like it's you don't like potentially the, the taste of it. I, to me, that's like that's a very weak. weird thing. That's an easy cop it's, out in a way. It's so it's so weak and it's funny because like I. I find myself very like turned off in general by like weakness in people. I don't know, like, like, and not in, I don't mean like in this egotistical way, but I mean like when I just see like really weak minded people that, 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 that um, don't have any, you know, like willpower or determination or, or any of that, it, there's just like, it's weird. It's like, I don't, I just find myself not wanting to be that, around that person. And I was like, I was like, man, is that like super egotistical of me? Cause it's like, and I, it's not that I don't like the person. It's just like, I just find, I don't want to be around that. And then I just, I thought over the next last little while, like, like I have three dogs. Okay. And, and we have one dog that is like, he's been chronically ill since we got him. He's probably inbred. He was rescued from a puppy mill and the other dogs, I have two other dogs that are like two pit bull, American bulldog kind of mixes and they're like super healthy, super athletic. They are always looking out for the family. They're always around us. And then we have this other dog that he's like nine, almost nine years old. Now he's always kind of being like this, the weak puppy that is never really even interested in the family and stuff like that. And it's funny because the other dogs push him out. They don't like him. And, oh, and it, it's interesting. Cause I'm like, it's really about, it's, it's about, you it's like we because i think when you come comes down to like our dna it's like we are looking for the strongest pack because the strongest pack is what always ends up surviving right the weak link always ends up taking you down so i think there's like subconsciously on some subconscious level there's that that you know so it's like when you just hear somebody that's like giving all the excuses about stuff all the time it's just like well i want to get into shape but like i have no time to work out i'm like oh my god yes you do do you take your kids to the park Take your kids to the park, then while they're on the freaking slide, do 20 minutes of some kind of freaking hit workout. You know what I mean? Like, there is time. It's just like, I hate that. You know, but, to me, that's so weak. But keep your eyes on their kids, too, because it'll be some weird. Yeah. But yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah exactly. <laughs> but yeah, they. I know what you're saying. And it's like, it's one thing I, I took out my vocabulary is like, I don't have time. Yeah. I still say it from time to time, but like, it's more of like, it's not a priority because yes, we all have the yeah. same amount of time. We've exactly. all got the same amount of time. So it's just like how you prioritize. Is, are you in a position? Priority, this is more of a priority. That's how I look at it. But yeah. I'm sure, like, like you or like me, I, anytime I slack on stuff, like I don't go maybe to the gym or maybe I have a week where I eat like shit. It's not because I didn't have time. It's because I was just weak in that moment. You know what I mean? I was just like, exactly. I just kind of, right? I just let, I, I let that get the best of me. A hundred percent. And, uh, Going back to like the diet thing too, what's kind of crazy about that is people are like, oh, I don't like it. So I can tell you for the past maybe six months, I don't know, for the past while, I've been meal prepping. I used mm-hmm. to be like a sweets guy, bro. I used to drink. I used to eat a lot mm-hmm. of sweets. And I used to be addicted to coffee. Yeah. Like I'm talking like venti in the morning, venti in the afternoon, drink it all the mm-hmm. way until I went to bed. Like, like. Mm-hmm. So I kicked alcohol. I've been I haven't drank in like over a year. I've been meal prepping, so I've been like cooking like 
well-balanced macro meals. So mm-hmm. mostly high protein, good amount of mm-hmm. carbs because obviously I, I do a lot of uh, movement and cardio and shit. And yeah. then also like a decent amount of fat, but healthy fat. And like, I've been kind of like getting these good macro, uh, no like low sugar. Like I still eat some sweets, but my sweet consumption is mostly like turned to fruit and like, uh, like instead of having a big ass bowl of ice cream or a whole pint of ice cream, I'll take those little like French toast sticks you can get from like, like frozen. Yeah. Pop yep, them yep, in yep, the yep. microwave. Like I'll have yep. like two of those and that's like nice. my, but we'll, the whole, my point is eating like this, bro. If someone hands me a slice of cake and I have two bites of it, my, my uh, taste buds are so stimulated from those two bites now that like, yeah. I'm almost like, holy shit. Like that is super sweet. And I also now I feel the sugar when I do it. Like if I drink like a Coke or half yep. a Coke, I can feel like my body just get like so like, I don't know. I can almost feel the insult and inflammation. And I don't know oh, if that's yeah. mentally. I made myself mentally think that so I would stop it. No, you, it's not mental. And I'll tell you how I know for sure it's not mental because so my kids don't eat like they don't eat refined sugar. Like I, like before they have their breakfast in the morning, they drink their celery juice. Like, my kids are like, they're, they're so pure in what they eat. They have no processed shit. Like it's very rare that, that they do. Um, awesome. Yeah. It's very, 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 very rare. And like, you know, there was like, there's been a few times where like, even if we go to birthday parties, like we find out exactly what they're serving at the birthday parties and we'll bring like copies of everything that are like whole foods plant-based. So it's like, what kind of cake is there going to be? And then we'll, we have like a baker that we know and we'll like kind of like we go there and we'll like get that cake, it's similar cake, but plant-based whole foods. And we do the same with like all the kind of treats or whatever. Mm-hmm. But there's been like a few times where like we've gone to parties and they've been like, oh, you know, we know your kids are plant-based. We actually got them a plant-based cake, but it's kind of been like, you know, like, like oh, that's really everybody, nice. which is super nice, which is super nice. But if for us, like, that's why I hate the word vegan in general, because vegan it, to me always kind of like, is it's very it's i don't know i i think of just like pretentious hippies like you know hipsters <laughs> just like you know just like, eating pasta all day you know like but, the joke like you know how do you know if someone's vegan don't worry they'll tell you yeah yeah exactly exactly so for me it's not just about like eating vegan food for me it's about like eating good whole foods right so there's been a few times where we'll go and they'll be like oh we got this cake for you it's plant you know it's plant-based and we'll be like, oh okay cool and like in my heart, I'm like, I don't want my kids to eat that because I don't like them eating food diets and all that kind of stuff. But I'm like, at the same time, I'm like, you know, it's once, you know, this is the first time this year that they're going to have it, whatever. And so instead of them eating our stuff, you know, and just to kind of be like, you know, there's like a Buddhist, um, you know, quote, because most Buddhists are, you know, don't eat meat, right? And it's like, you know, but if somebody gives you something, sometimes it out of good gesture, you just, you know, there's, there's a time and place where sometimes you kind of just the gesture yeah. is, you know, you just do it for the, <laughs> right. Does yeah, somebody did right. something good? You want to almost reward that goodness that they did. Right. Right. So you don't want to be an asshole so, and be like, no, nah, don't touch it. Yeah. Ex- especially in front of somebody. Right. And you, so like, Hey, no, I'm sorry that you're the cake. You bought my kids a shit. I'm going to give you the better. You know what I mean? It's just like, this feels weird. Right. So you can't we take it home and finish it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, so, so anyway, so my, and this has happened like three times now in my, they'll eat this cake and after like four bites they'll come like daddy my stomach really really hurts like and, and or they'll be i can't eat it it's too sweet this is too sweet daddy and i'm like god damn like that's 
that's the proof because they're they're not like they're not like psyched out like we are where like they, they just kind of follow what we're, we're telling them to do but we have a, a different type of knowledge of it than they do they're just kind of reacting in the moment they're like they're saying their stomachs hurt and it's too sweet you know and i always find that interesting i don't have the clean like i've been i mean i've had like super clean diets for months and then you know i slack and then i get some fast yes. food here and there and then i end up in yeah. these I, I end up out of the habit or rhythm of like prepping good meals and I'll just like put in a couple of weeks, but I can tell a hundred percent when I'm on a shit diet. I can feel it. Yeah. And for the people listening, just fucking you do yourself a favor, man. So many people feel like shit and they don't even know it. Like brain no. fog and no energy and just like, yes. no, no, like no thought process other than like what's right now and what's right in front of me. Yes. So many people don't real like they don't even know like once you start like eating like you know good balance healthy greens like kick the trans fats kick the fake sugar even like yes and and, yes. and it doesn't have to be like like abrupt like I think that's another no. issue people do they try to like change their whole entire diet in one day where it's like no just like cut out bread for a little bit like you know go go get yourself some wheat bread or not wheat bread like uh, oat bread or like uh sprouted bread or you know like start getting like healthier shit start learning what shit's bad for you and just read the labels at the store and be like okay i don't want a uh, soybean oil or i don't want you know yes. extra hydrogenated you know every, like <clears throat> and just start like one little bit at a time and then pretty soon like you're just like you start realizing no i don't want to eat that i don't want that i feel like shit when i eat that like no it's true man and so like there's a lot to, I think diet is huge. I mean, a lot of people. It's, are... it's, it's beyond huge. I think it's everything. It's like, like you, pretty much like it's, it's our gas. Like, yeah, exactly. it, it's interesting. You know, it's so, it's interesting. Cause I'm just like, we like, you know, you can drive like a really nice car and it needs like, you know, 93 octane and people will like be concerned about, you know, like, you know, making sure they have the nicest furniture and the nicest clothes and like their cars are getting the right type of gas. But I'm like, but then we'll, we're willing to sacrifice literally the most sophisticated machine the world has ever seen, which is like the human body. I so you're willing to, sac- it, and it's, and it's yours. It does make me fucking laugh, bro. When like, like I see and you know, to each his own. Yeah, yeah, of course. But you'll, you'll see, like, successful people, or I'll see, like, I, I've even seen, like, successful fucking physical therapists or body, uh, God, what are they called? Like, like uh, Tom Brady's, like, you know, strength conditioning coach. Like, I've seen professional people like that, and they're, like, out of shape. Like, yes. They're, they're not even in shape themselves. And I'll, like, I'll watch some videos, or I'll, like, see a guy pull up in, like, a nice Mercedes, get out of the car, and, you know, you're like, oh, nice he's got probably money or he's got like a nice job and shit. I'm like, yeah, but you could tell that motherfucker has never lifted a weight or done any kind of cardio or anything. Like you could tell that if you grab that guy's keys, he wouldn't be able to catch you. you know what I mean? Dude. No, and that's so true. And I find that super, it's big in the medical field where it's just like, you know, like I have a friend huge in the who, medical field, huge. And that's to me, it's just like, like if I, if I go to anybody that is, that I'm going to medic like any kind of like health advice, whether it's a chiropractor, or it doesn't matter what it is. If they do not look healthy to me, I just leave because I'm just like, I don't want like if this person doesn't radiate 
what I'm looking for, then then why am I talking to this person? That's you what, my, what buddy, my buddy Jake, he, uh, his like saying is build traps. Because yeah. traps are one of the hardest muscles to build in the body. And he's like, I don't listen to anybody who doesn't have any traps. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's and, awesome. Yeah, it's funny, but it's like, no, I know what you're saying. Like, you go to a hospital or a doctor's office or, like, uh, you know, like, and that's kind of what I was getting at, like, physical therapists and shit like that. And it's kind of like, like, especially if you go on YouTube, like, me with neck pain and shit like that, there's times where I'm like, okay, like, let me see if I can find any new information or any kind of helpful information. And then you see these videos of these people, and it looks like they've never lifted a weight. And I'm like, well, how could they, like, this person's talking about neck pain, and I know it comes from everywhere. Like, mine's from a car accident and shit, but, like... Mm-hmm. And I'm sure they've had pain and have pain, but how can they be like, do this stretch to get rid of pain once and for all? And you look at them and like, you don't lift anything heavy. You don't, you you don't strain your body at all. Like, how do you No. Maybe for you doing this, this stretch will get rid of pain in 10 seconds because your body's like a noodle. But like, what about for like the person who's like going out on runs, bike rides, lifting at the gym, jujitsu, volleyball, fucking tennis. Like, you know what I mean? Like, and yes and i'm not trying to rip on people because each his own like no some people it's more priority but like and and sometimes i try to tell myself like if that guy is that guy might spend his gym time learning how to fix other people's gym time you know what i mean yeah 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 totally but then at the same time you're like but how could he truly understand yes yeah totally 100 percent and like i had a friend who had a heart condition and it's funny she actually so she this girl so i used to have actually i I cut them off about a year and a half ago pretty much just before i started training at supremacy i had long dreads and oh that's funny i had dreads too a long time ago oh did you yeah and i had them for you know probably four years and they're just like kind of like i don't know a couple inches below my nipples or whatever so they were long and i had this girl that kind of that i has been doing my dreads for years and she was she has had a, she thought she had a heart condition or she but i i don't think she ended up having anyway so she went to this cardiologist and she was going to see him for a while and she was just like she's telling me she's like sal like this guy's morbidly obese he's like 400 pounds and he's a heart doctor and she's like it's just weird and and she's like you know he's giving me all this advice and then this guy ends up dying from a heart attack and it's just oh, like it, to me that's just you know he needs a cardiologist and he's dying of a heart attack. And it's, to me, that's just, it's, it's wild. Um, that, you know, I, I don't know, like just kind of, for me. And again, it's nothing to do. I'm not, it's like, it's not like a higher than thou or more pretentious. Like I, if there is something that I am weak in and that I, I need to improve in myself, I need to see an example of somebody who is better than me for me to trust them in that area. You know, it's no, to me, it's like, that's why I like, if I'll talk to my mom, she's like, hey, this doctor said this, and, uh, and I'll know the doctor's talking about, like, mom, have you ever seen that guy? Like, that guy looks like he, he's, you know, he, he eats dog shit all day. Like, you can just tell. <laughs> you can see it in his eyes. You can see it in his eyes. You can see it in his body, like, his color of his skin. And, you know, it's like you can just see, like, a person's not a healthy person. And it's, like, no difference. Like, if I want to learn jujitsu, I'm not going to go – I'm not – I'm going to, like, go find the guy that is, is tapping out people. I'm not going to go to this, the, the guy that doesn't look like who I want to be 10 years from now, you know, <laughs> right. It's yeah. like, I got, I, I won't share it on here because I just don't want to, 
I don't, I don't want to like down, talk down too far or make it sound too negative on a person, but I'll have to tell you in the gym about like one of my first uh, first place or one of the places I ended up training for a little bit, and it kind of goes down those lines of like found one of them people that you don't want to be, but sort of learning from them. <laughs> and yeah, 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 yeah. I can tell you, it doesn't. It turned out didn't turn out that great. Yeah, that's how it goes. But that's, that's always how it goes. It yeah, and was was vegan like being vegan as you explained it, was that like a what is what's behind that? What's the thought process? Like was that a health choice, personal choice, both like so because before we get into yeah. it, I, I just wanna yeah preface it a little bit. We had a guy in our gym, uh captain, who was a yeah. ve- who was a vegan. And he died on the mat. And he Oh, that's at supremacy, right? Yeah. Yes, and yes, yes, his, yes. His heart gave out. And it turns out he was a vegan for all these years because he had a heart issue. And he found out, I think, in his mid twenties and turned to vegan, like stop eating red meat, stop eating stuff that's stuff on his heart. Because mm-hmm. evidently, like the doctor said we could do this or this and you'll probably live about this long. Or, you know, if you don't do it, we're not really sure how long. And yes. sure shit, the guy lived like to his forties, you know. Yeah, and that just that, like that just happened to be like super freaky moment. But then after they checked it out and everything, they basically said like, you know, this could have happened him walking through a Walmart parking lot. Like he was just, it was just his heart was done, you know. It was done. But he was a vegan well, for a while, and I guess it helped extend his life. But he was vegan because of that. So okay, so this is how this is how it happened for me. So I like I said, I I I'm like first generation Italian, my whole family, they're all immigrants, grandparents, like everybody kind of came here, kind of staggered, like my grandparents, then my dad and, and my aunts and my uncles. So I was surrounded um, by very like Italian upbringing. So lots of like cured meats and all of that stuff. So oh, yeah, red sauce. And oh, yeah. And, 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 and just pasta. heavy. Yeah, past, lots of pasta, meat sauce, you know, there's et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. So <laughs> I was, yeah, uh, oil, lots of oil, uh, olive oil. Yeah. Um, and Southern Italians don't really eat butter. Like you, uh, the no- North Italy and France is more butter. And that's like, that's why France, like they're the two really like big cuisines in the world that people, if you want to be a chef, you kind of like learn Italian chefing or you kind of learn French. And they right. don't like each other because French ex- almost exclusively cook with butter and Italian for the most part is mainly olive oil. And that's like, they're always their big discrepancy. But anyways, long story short, I, I was on tour actually with Nickelback and, you know, on, uh, you know, on that tour, you know, there was, uh, there's, there's private chefs, there's catering. And every night we were having like filet mignon dinners, steak dinners backstage, like having these like epic meat dinners. Ooh, and is that like, how you uh, say it? Is that the right way to say it? Filet mignon? That's yeah. gangster. That's fucking gangster. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> what did you think it was called? Blame Mignon. <laughs> I, mean, <laughs> I think that's how Florida people call it. I don't know, but yeah, it's French. Yeah, Filet Mignon. Okay. But <laughs> yeah, so <laughs> that, just, that just blew my mind. All these years, I was, I was today years old. Yeah, that's awesome. So, <laughs> so yeah, we're having like all these you know beautiful meals every night, and you know, and and like like I said, I'm a heavy meat eater, and I was eating. I like I'm eating meat like crazy and 
Uh, we are actually, so we're on a North American tour, and this was actually in, did it, I think the Florida Panthers play in Fort Lauderdale. Yep. Um, it's, right? Okay. So whatever that arena is, that Fort Lauderdale, uh, that in Fort Lauderdale that the Panthers play in, we were playing a show there that night. And my bass player's girlfriend's dad lives in Lauderdale, came out to the show. And, you know, like obviously when family and friends come out to show, you know, bring everybody backstage, they were part of the dinner backstage and all that kind of stuff. And so I noticed, you know, we're all sitting down to eat. And I noticed that this gentleman, he's, I think he's probably in his like late fifties, maybe early sixties kind of thing. I noticed he had no meat on his plate. And I thought he was just doing that as a gesture that he, you know, he just didn't want to, you know, be the guy that comes in and starts eating steak, you know, like thinking that we're like, you know, he's going to, you know, rack up a bill or something, you know, I didn't know what he was saying. So I, was, I said, I was like, Hey, I was like, you know, I noticed you don't have any steak on your plate. I was like, you can go get some steak. Go, go for it. He's like, oh, no, I don't eat meat. I was like, really? <laughs> and I was like, what do you mean you don't eat meat? And he's like, yeah, he's like, I don't eat meat. And he's like, and I was like, well, tell me, because I, I became like interested right away. And he's like, you know, he's like, I was on nine medications. Um, you know, I, ha I have heart disease, hypertension. Uh, he's, he's like, I'm, I was di diagnosed diabetic. He's listing off all of these things that he has and then all the medications that, that you know, he takes every day and she starts telling me that the medications she started feeling like shit and nothing's really getting better and he's like and then he watched this documentary called forks over knives and he's just like it he's like i decided to give plant-based a chance and and again forks over knives is about like whole food eating it's not it's not about being vegan and just eating like vegan cheesies for every meal you know it's like about it's like proper macros micros it's like you're really like it's about whole foods minus any dairy you need essentially. So, so he, he's like, he's like, I did this for a couple of months and he's like, I'm no longer diabetic. He's like, I reversed my heart disease, no hypertension. And I lost 60 pounds and I feel amazing. And I was like, that's really freaking cool. So I told my wife about it or at the time she was my girlfriend. I was like, Hey, Jamie, I was just like, we got, I met this guy and you know, and, and he was telling me this and I was like, when I come home, we should watch his documentary. So either I think she came, she was on the road. She came out to see me on tour on the tour. I think that's what happened. She was on, she came out to see me on tour and we were just hanging out one night and we watched this documentary and we're like, do you think, do you want to, do you want to see if we can do this for 30 days? And oh, that's cool. Yeah. So we just, we just tried it and I felt, I felt a big shift. Mind you, I, we did it the right way because there's a lot of people that go try to go plant-based and like i said they're just eating they're not planning out like i think you have to have a, a good base of understanding of nutrition because if you don't then you won't understand like you can become protein deficient just like any you know diet really you could become deficient in anything so it's like we're diligent about making sure you're having enough protein having enough you know uh, uh, macronutrients micronutrients and it, it, always having balanced dishes um and then, and then I, I just, we just never turned back. And then that just became our entire life. That's what we did. And then, you know, over time I just started like, it's weird, man. Like there's like this spiritual for me, at least I'm not speak for everybody, but there was a spiritual kind of uh, shift in my mind. And a lot of people who have kind of been eating like this the way for a long time, talk about this as well. Where I start starting seeing creatures much differently. And then I start thinking, I'm like, man, like, Oh, you know, you he used to hear like, you know, oh, people in Asia eat cat and dog. And we used to like get so mad at them. But I'm just like, well, what's really the difference? If you're going to eat a dog, like a cow, 
Like, why couldn't she just eat a dog, you know? Or, or you know, and I, I remember, then I remembered years ago being at like this protest uh, at this place in Toronto that was like serving horse meat. But then after that protest, I got a Big Mac at McDonald's. And I was just <laughs> like, right? And I start, and I start, so I thought about that. I was like, man, that's pretty fucking hypocritical. I was just like, who, who just decided that like one creature is more majestic over another? Right. And so, right, right. Like we just decided that, but I'm like, if I just ate my dog, I would go to jail, but really he's no more special. Up. Right. Yeah. <laughs> he's no, yeah. He's no more special than anything else. So fast forward, you know, like nine years later. Okay. Um, Jamie and I, we, we bought this farm property. Actually, we bought this house on four acres, but it was in a, it wasn't, it, it used to be a farm like 50 years ago. It was no longer a farm. It was now a like, kind of like, it was just like this really cool neighborhood, this row of like maybe 12 homes on this big street. And they were all acred property. So we bought this four acred property. Uh, it had this wicked Creek in the back and on the property, was an art studio that that used to be a barn okay mm-hmm. uh, so this is two years ago and so we i was like man this is going to be awesome so i, was, I had, had all these plans of turning this this art studio into a recording studio um and there was a greenhouse on the property we we're like okay this is going to be awesome so we were closing on this property november 3rd and so and it, this is now we're in october and it's, it's around Halloween time and I'm taking my kids to um, like a pumpkin patch. And this is in Ontario. This is just literally just before we moved here. And so we're, we're at this pumpkin patch and there was this, this calf named William and he was like a petting zoo guy there. And like they were just, he was just like running up to all the kids and he was licking them. This like this, this calf, like he was like eight months old. So he was young. And... I was like, man, look at like this guy. Like he's like, this is like a dog. He's like a lo- like loving up on the kids and everything. So I made the mistake of asking the owner of the farm. I said, hey, what happens to William? What's happening to William? They're like, oh, he's going to slaughter. Um, uh-huh. No, he's going to slaughter November first. And I'm like, really? And I was like, because I guess uh, like veal, they use calves for veal because the meat's more tender, right? Yeah. So this beautiful Jersey. Ca- uh, steer. He was a steer. He was a male. Um, beautiful cow and steer. And um, I was just like, oh my God. So I look at my wife and I'm just like, I'm, I'm going to fucking buy this cow. So I, <laughs> I, I say to, and she's like, are you, are you serious? I'm like, she's like, I, like this, this is a residential neighborhood. Like I, this, we're no longer a farm. And I'm like, I'll figure that out later. So I just, I talked to the owner, like, listen, what do you want for this guy? I'm going to take him. And they think I'm crazy. And, <laughs> and, and he's like, well, I don't know. I have to, I have to sell him per pound. I was like, just tell me the, how much you want from, I'm, I'm, I'm going to take the cow. Like, if you're going to weigh him out for steak, whatever. So I buy, I buy, I buy William and he's going to slaughter November 1st. We don't get our house till November 3rd. And mind you, this used to be a farm. It's no longer a farm anymore. There's no fencing. There's nothing. So I pretty much begged the a farmer to hold them until November 5th. And my plan was to try and convert this property back into a farm pretty much in two days. Oh, um, so- yeah. For this, for this calf. It's like Jeez, changed my whole plan. <laughs> yeah. So I call my buddy who has a farm and he know he, ha- he, we rented an auger 
And like we we turned this art studio, which was going to be my freaking recording studio, this beautiful recording studio. We turned it back into a barn. We fenced off the property. We got permission from the town because legally, although the neighborhood had kind of went back to residential, our property technically was still registered as rural farmland. Okay. So so we like there was like a there was a loophole and we were able to to have this calf. And like you have to understand, like this is like all these people just we these new people move into this house, and then like two days later they just see like augers and farm fencing show up, and then all of a sudden like they just see this huge truck pull up with this cow start walking on our property. They're like, "What is going on? Who are these people?" And <laughs> a, a day before William showed up, the the farmer called me. He's like, "Hey, you know the goat that William was with." He's actually going for slaughter too. And I was like, I'll buy him too. So we took him as well. <laughs> so we, we end up with these two, this, this baby calf and this, this uh, goat. And that was it. And I fell in love with this, this, this animal dude. And he was like, I, I least trained him. I would go on hikes with him. Like people would see me hiking trails with this, with this cow, even when he was like a thousand pounds. I would, he would be on a leash and I would walk, I'd walk him all over the place. <laughs> Holy shit. Yeah. It, and, and so, and then everyone always just thought I was like nuts. I, I jump on his back. I try to ride him bareback. And I had this crazy relationship where like my cow would, he would hear me pull up on the driveway and he would fly out of the barn like, like a dog. And he would run barreling down, like where you think you're just going to get run over by this massive animal. And he would just halt right in front of me. He put his head between my legs. With he had these huge horns, and I grabbed the horns, and he would just lift me up, like with his head into the air, like almost like I was on, like doing dips. So and no, no regret on this purchase, as well. No, no regret. It was an insane <laughs> amount, insane amount of work. But um, so I know this is long-winded, but this will go into even the nutrition even more. So, so, anyways. I, I started to realize like this, this is like, this is like a majestic creature. I was like, look how like amazing he is. He's so smart. He's learned all these things. I would sleep on top of him. I would go and like, I'd have like a nap on top of him. He was, he was so big. He'd lie down. I would lie right on top of him. It's this beautiful co coat. And so this is where it gets even deeper with the whole meat thing for me. This is where it kind of took another level. So then there's this level now where I'm like, no, this confirms that this is not just this dumb animal that like, people think of like cows and stuff. They, we just think they're these dumb things that just kind of walk and get shot in the head. And then we eat them. I was like, no, he's brilliant. Like he's learned so much and he's so gentle and all this kind of amazing, amazing creature. And same with, with the goat as well. But this cow was something special. And so long story short, now I'm like, okay, well, I don't want to get like, how do you take care of, of, a, of a cow? Like I've never done this before. I grew up in the city. It's not like I'm a farm boy. And so I start calling farmers. Well, I learned very quick that no one's really lived out the life expectancy of a cow. People just have them for like a year, year and a half to get them really fat and they slaughter them. Like no one's had a cow for 30 years, which is their life expectancy. Huh. So, so, so I could not find one person, not one farmer that was able to tell me how to feed, how to, how to care for this animal long-term. Because for them, it's about if there's one sick, they kill it right away. If not, they just pack them as, with as much crap as possible to get them as fat as possible so that a year and a half down the road, they can sell them and slaughter them, right? So there's, there's the person that breeds them. 
then there's a person that raises them, then they're the person that slaughtered them. It's like, it's like, I'm like, okay, so I go, so I start, I'm like, I decide I want to raise this animal completely holistically. Cause I'm like, he's not going to go to a vet. I want to, I want to do everything holistically with this animal. So the first step is I'm like, okay, so I start calling around to every feed place that I could find to get organic feed for this, this steer. There wasn't one company that, that made true organic feed for cows. Okay. So I'm like, okay, that's, that's interesting. And then I found out, so I, I'm, I'm like, okay, so what's the best food that you have? So I'm going to all these different places and they're like, well, this is the, the best food that we have. And I found that legally in North America, they do not, no feed company has to disclose what is in the feed. And that blew my mind. I was like, so yeah, what the fuck? So we're eating these animals that legally we don't even know what they're eating. So that blew my mind. So I call, I called all of these companies and, and to ask them what was in the food and it, they did not have to disclose it to me. And I was like, that is crazy. So then were I started they, thinking about, were they secretive? It, yeah, they just, they don't, they're like, they'll tell you a few ingredients, but then they don't have to tell you everything that's in it. So, so I was just like, but then, so I started talking to farmers. I'm like, listen, I don't want to feed my, my, the steer this. Cause like my, my goal isn't to like, you know, have yeah. them for a year and then kill them. And I was like, and, and my goal is also not to like make, right. have this really sick cow four years from now that I'm going to have to kill anyways. Cause he's yeah. just, you know, dying That's of cancer or something. And... Yeah. Dying of cancer or something. So, so they, so dude, I, I did a ton of research and I went back to like, I was like, I was like, before we started, you know, ha like e eating cows and farming them, like they obviously lived in the wild at one point. So I was just like, what? So I was like, they, they, they have the capability to just sustain themselves. So I was, but it was the winter time now at this point, it's November, it's already starting to snow in Ontario. And I'm like, where am I going to get food? So I, I started researching. I was like, man, in, in the wild, they would have eaten branches, pine leaves, they would eat anything. So I decided I was going to free range him for nutrition and I would take him to the Creek and I would just sit there and I would watch him and he would just eat all kinds of shit. Like he would eat different types of grasses. He would eat, he would eat all the needles from the pine trees. He would eat some ferns. He would eat and then he would drink in the Creek and he would eat all of this stuff. So I raised this steer. I, I raised him from like a little calf to like over a thousand pound steer, pretty much just grazing our property. And then what I did is I, there was a local, um, uh, grocery store that was all organic grocery store near us. And it, they, they always had so much waste at the end of the week of stuff they couldn't sell. So they would give me boxes every week of all kinds of organic vegetables and we would just dump them in and he ate all that too. And then I also had, I supplemented with hay in the winter just to have more food. But dude, when people would come to our property, they would be blown away. Like I'll show you some pictures of him, of like how stunning he was. Like he looked, you never saw a, a, an animal, like a cow look like this. That didn't look sickly. It was, he was like glowing and his fur yeah. was like ridiculous. And yeah. So, so then when I started finding out all of that stuff, I'm like, man, like we're eating meat and stuff like that in dairy, but we, they don't even have to disclose what the hell they're even feeding this animal that then we are consuming. And, and then the final level of all of that for me, I know this was super long winded, but I was just like, you know, you could, you could like, you know, sometimes if you walked in, I could have startled him or something like that, you know? 
Mm-hmm. And I was just like, at the end of the day, I was just like, for me, and it's kind of going back to the whole spiritual thing. I was just like, if this, when anybody is scared, right. Or in fear, you release these pretty much toxic hormones, pretty much in your body. You're releasing like all these hormones like, that create that energy of fear. Your body becomes tense. And I was like, so think about every time, like one of the, these animals know they're going to slaughter. They're not stupid. They know that's why they resist all the time as they're being dragged away. And I was just like, so they're killed and they've released all those hormones into their body. And, and this is, and then, I'm like, and then we eat that, you know, on top of right. the fact that we didn't, we don't even know what this animal ate in the first place. And then that's really what, like, I mean, this took me like 11 years of to, to kind of see all these things, you know, even though I started being plant-based 11 years ago and the path wasn't completely clear of why I was doing it over right. time, there are all these little things start to happen. And then I now, and now I just, I don't, it's like everybody, even like David Mola was laughing at me because like he was at my house for something like and they're laughing because I don't kill bugs. I'll like, if I don't want something in the house, I put it back outside, but I don't kill anything. Um, I, I, to me, I'm just like, I don't see anything as superior to me anymore. Cause I'm like, I don't really know. It kind of goes back to like how we were talking about like aliens, right? It's mm-hmm. like aliens look at us like we're bugs. Right. And we look at bugs like they're bugs, but fuck, we don't really know their intelligence. You know, they have a different type of intelligence than we do. But like, who are we to say that there's nothing there that we that that maybe we just don't understand? You know, just like you could say, like, aliens might think about us. Right. So for me, I'm just like, I'm not God. Um, so that's not my job to kill anything. And that's kind of where it's 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 led for me. And then on top of it, I feel good. Um, and if I didn't feel good, then obviously I would, you know, I wouldn't do something just out of pride because I've done it for 11 years now. It's, you know, I, I look at my kids, my kids are glowing. They're super smart. My son is like really, uh, he's, he's like muscular and he's strong. He's super agile. So I, I, there's, they don't have any deficiencies. They're super healthy. So it kind of like, that's why I've stuck with it. That's cool. Dude, yeah. So where I can't not ask, but where's the cow now? What's up with the cow? Okay, so that's a good question. So when we when we moved to uh, Florida, we first came here for four months. We were kind of snowbirding, and our plan was to just head back home uh, after four months. And then we fell in love with being here. And the biggest hurdle for me wasn't selling our house. Uh, you know, like it, it wasn't selling this the home that we were building. It was it was the idea. It was like, what's going to happen to my animals uh, back home? That was, so we at first we were just like, okay. Let's buy a property here uh, that, that we, and we'll ship the animals over here. So that was the initial thing. But then somebody, there was a, an, another person that had a rescue, a farm animal rescue sanctuary um, about half an hour away from where we lived. And they heard through the grapevine that we might be moving to Florida. And he called us while I was here. And he's like, hey, you know, he's like, because because William, we also had a business back home and we and William was always in the pictures and he was in a magazine shoot uh, in Ontario <laughs> for, for this. There's this there's this magazine in, Can- in uh, Toronto called like Our Homes. And it's, it's a home magazine. So our, our, our home was featured in the magazine and he was in all the pictures. So people knew us and people knew him. So they uh, so he's like, we would love to have him like we're, we're, we're doing the same thing that you guys are doing. And it was just like I was like perfect and they're like we just want him to have like live out his life and we're going to just kind of carry on what you were doing so then we we brought him to this new farm with with, with uh, along with our, our our other animals we had turkeys because uh, then people just started dropping off animals all the time to our so we had turkeys we had 12 chickens we had two goats 
Damn. Yeah. Do they have do they have a right? Sorry? Do they have a right to you? Uh yeah, uh, that we we hear back from I haven't I actually should follow up with the with the dude that took him. I haven't talked to him in a in a bit, but I, I but yeah, initially yes. And it's been a while since we have talked, but I'm gonna definitely follow up with him. That's cool. Yeah, it's it's uh fucking crazy because if you look at any uh, beef label it says like naturally naturally raised no hormones like all that kind of shit on it but then <laughs> you go to the feed that they're eating and it has nothing to do with you know what they eat like yeah it, we don't it, have it, to tell you what we're feeding it but it's like on the label you're advertising that you're doing a good job of that you know what i mean well also like you know when you hear like you know you read you know the ingredient is something it's it's it says natural flavor like natural flavor doesn't like can be anything you yeah. know there's like all these like loopholes oh, yeah. everything right that, i think that, even yeah uh, yeah it is funny because that's one of the uh ingredients to look out for on labels is natural flavors you're like what what the exactly. fuck even is that it's another thing too that uh fast food was uh advertising for a while and some companies uh 100% beef yeah it was a company and that's the name of the company is 100% beef yeah. so yeah. made with 100% beef but it doesn't mean it's actually 100% beef it means that somebody went out and bought a company that's called 100% beef it's exactly. fucked up but dude with some of the plant-based shit and i'm sure you i'm not saying that you are a part of it but like this plant-based shit got out of hand for a little bit and a lot of the fucking things that claim like plant based, like it pisses me off on the other side of things. Like when I go to the store and it says plant based chicken, it's like, dude, yeah. it's not chicken, then. It's just not chicken. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. You know what it is, though? I think, though, for, you know, I were just saying, like, you know, if you, you know, if you're going to eat healthy, don't, you don't, for some people, they try and go 100% and it fails. Yeah. I think the idea of that is, is for somebody who um, might want to transition and they want something that's going to remind them of chicken. And I know when I first became plant-based, I, I craved, there was first little while I craved meat because I was a heavy meat eater. And it was just like, you know, I would see like, you know, oh, like vegan, I would see like, oh, sh- vegan chicken strips. And I was like, oh, okay, fuck, at least I can eat, have some of that. And then that was like the, almost the, tr- that, that was like a transitionary period when I was becoming plant-based where it was like, there were things that were familiar enough that right versus being like all right let's start eating garbanzo beans navy beans you know uh, brown rice it's like holy shit like i'm coming from like you know meat sauce and pasta and all this kind of stuff and now you're gonna like i'm not gonna just have i'm not gonna sit here and have some fucking brown rice and beans you know it's just just such bullshit to me because it's like a lot of it's chemical like it's not like oh shit it's shit kind of like the 100 percent beef thing it's like plant-based plant-based is a chemical company that makes fucking fake gum yeah makes food out of gum and to a lot of people do it on the side of like, oh, we're helping humanity, and they don't realize that like the amount of pesticides and shit and totally. how, how they're able to grow those huge plant like uh, how they're able to farm all these ingredients. They kill all the fucking animals even close to it, like bugs, yes. rodents, squirrels. Like they're making sure not one thing can fucking survive near those plants and those crops. And well, yeah, it, it's just it's just. I know there's like I know there's a bright side to it, but I'm saying like it's kind of funny when you you get the social warriors from the plant based shit, or there's yes. a company, bro. This one, this is the worst one to me. It gets under my skin, but it's called Just Egg. 
Okay. Have you seen that? No. No. It's it's literally a fucking yellow container that says just eggs or just egg. And you read the you read the ingredients and there's no egg in it at all. It's like a plant based egg. So there's it's anything but egg. But the name Crazy. of it is called just egg. That alone pisses me off. Like I'm not gonna buy No, that's shit. stupid. And then if you read the fucking label, I shit you not at the bottom, not only does it say just eggs, and there's not one thing to do with a fucking egg in there. But on yeah. the label it says made in a facility that processes eggs. It's it crazy. So what the fuck are you even doing? Yeah. <laughs> like, like so you're buying like some fucking sort of chemical compound that has nothing to do with eggs under the name of eggs in a facility that still processes eggs on the other side. You're like, what the fucking kind of hypocritical fucking bullshit is this, bro? Like what are you doing? Well- Dude, see that, but that's the greater problem. That is, that goes beyond even a plant-based problem, is the fact that like that we even need to to go to a grocery store. You know, like when so when we had that, even actually before we had that property, we started and we're starting it right now. Like it's been like crazy with working on immigration and stuff. So we've slacked uh, on on getting this up sooner rather than later, but we're we're on it now. Like where we our whole we started seeing all that too. It's just like, yeah, of course, like you go to the grocery store to buy kind of a few staples and stuff, maybe your beans and stuff like that. But I want to be able to live almost off my property because then the truth is then, then you're not worried about like, you know, oh, is this an ethical company or are they killing like, are they taking away food from billions of animals and exterminating everything to just make my plant-based egg? You know what I mean? It's like, and it's just like, man, if you, if you just kind of go pre-industrialization, it's just like, buddy, everybody farmed you know, or, or everything was local. And that's kind of like what, so when we bought that property, we had, we grew, dude, we grew so much food. Um, and, you know, if we wanted to, we, we were pretty much getting to the point where we could sustain ourselves off of the, the, the property. And now, so this year, you know, I've planned, planted about 13 trees on my property here, uh, the variety mm-hmm. of fruit trees. And this winter, I'm going to start doing all, all vegetables and stuff. And because I want to be able to like, you know, go and and just pick fruit off the vine and pick stuff off the vine and and even go to a grocery store even less because with it like, you know, it's like it's all at the end of the day, anything that's like processed is shit. Like it's it's it doesn't matter if it's plant based or if it's meat. It doesn't matter. It's like people are always just trying to capitalize on something. So at the end of the day, I think you just kind of have to, you know, it's wild to see all that, dude. It's fucking wild. And then, like, our buddy Tano that Jake introduced me to, he's a, he plays for the Saints, bro. The dude's, like, 280 pounds. Huge. Huge-ass yeah. human being. Like, six, seven, six, eight. Yeah. Him and I, like, I was going over to Jake's, and, you know, before training, some days I go do, like, like strength training with them. Yeah. And try to keep up. They're both big human beings. So I was just, like, I'd be just trying to keep up with them as best as I can. But we go do that. We go lift. And then we go to jiu-jitsu. And I was like fucking around with Tano because I'm like, bro, there's no way you're a vegan. Like, what the fuck? Like, how is your? He's big, dude. He's a fucking jacked ass dude. Even on yep. the football field, when you see him play, you can like he's bigger than most people on the field. And he like came over one day, dude, and he like bought like a he has to eat every so often. Mm-hmm. And he came over and we we're just like chilling, bullshitting, and uh, he fucking like ordered like a whole like vegan buffet, bro, and and. I don't know where he got it from. I don't know where he ordered it from, but yeah, we ended up with like vegan 
mozzarella sticks, vegan burgers, vegan uh, chicken fingers. Like, yeah. just this whole, like, anything you could think of from that restaurant. He just ordered it all and was like, here, bro, I'm about to put you on. And it wasn't bad. I mean, if I could, like, you know, adapt to – it's adaptable. Like, what, yeah, what, yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't know, like, I don't know a lot behind the science and stuff like that. Like, protein deficiency, I think, is a big one. I think, like, a lot of guys that do uh, vegan, I think they, I think that's probably one of the hardest obstacles is getting sufficient protein out of it. That's why I asked you about, like, protein. Like, are you sure you get enough protein? So, with the protein, that, no, that, and that's so true. That's so true. But, so, it's like now, so we, we mainly, so we don't, like, we like, we have like our, we call it like red. And we talk to our kids, like we have our red light days and our red light days, like we'll go out someone somewhere for dinner and we'll get something plant-based, but it's not homemade whole foods meal. You know, it's like, it's our, it's our once a, a week where we'll like, you know, we'll have like beyond meat burgers and, and stuff like that. Right. Mm-hmm. And our kids know it's a red light, a red light meal or whatever. But in terms of like the protein and stuff like that, that is what I was saying. It's just like, that you have to be successful with that off the bat because with a lot of people, they, that's why I was saying like, understand nutrition before you just like, Oh, I'm going to go vegan. And, and then, and then just eat pasta and and you, you will become deficient in all kinds of things, you know, like I eat pasta too, obviously, but I'm just saying like, you don't want to just like, just start eating all this pre-made shit and then expect to be healthy. So it's, so now we, we pretty much, we cook three meals a day. We're always cooking. There's our dishes in our sink are always like piled up because we're constantly, constantly cooking. But when we, we have like, we'll have like meetings on Sunday nights to talk about the meals we want to cook throughout the week to understand how much protein we need for the, for the day. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And for each meal. And like, we have it down to a science with even like my, my wife makes these, uh, these brownies, these plant-based brownies, these whole, they're the whole food brownies. They're, they taste like a treat, but they're, they're like, it's a little meal essentially. And when I I know each little brownie has 10 grams of protein. So I'm just like, I know that if I eat three of them, I've got 30 grams of protein just in those three little, those three little brownies and everything else in it is whole food based. So I we're very conscious of that, but you can easily not be conscious of that. And then it will work. It it will work against you because you will become deficient in something inevitably. Yeah. So I, and I know you're not against supplements, right? Like you're like, no, no, but, but even dude, there's like, there's amazing supplements right now too. Like there's a wicked brand called garden of life and everything they do is organic whole foods based. And they have, they have protein powders, uh, you know, um, that are, that are just packed with all the good stuff, micros, macros. There's nothing in there that you would read that you wouldn't know what, what it is. Um, and so like I have, I have a protein shake every day after the gym or whatever. So yeah, no, no, I, I'm into all the supplementation as long as, is it, is it's quality, if it's quality. What's the green thing you're always drinking at the end of practice? So every day I have a smoothie that is, that has wheatgrass, spirulina, um, either kale or spinach, blueberries, strawberries, bananas, uh, plant-based protein. Are you like cleaning your juicer like 24 seven? That, so that's a smoothie. So that I'll put in the Vitamix, uh, and, but the juice, the juicer we do once a day. So like the pretty much like we wake up in the morning, we all, the whole family has lemon water. Uh, and then we wait 20 minutes and then we, we, we juice our celery and then everybody has a glass of celery juice before, 
uh, they, they eat breakfast. Yeah. And I don't usually eat breakfast. Me personally, I find like I'll either go to jujitsu or I'll go to the gym and then I'll, I'll have my first meal really kind of after afterwards. Gotcha. Yeah. See, I'm coming from the opposite, bro. Like I, I usually actually since the baby, since like, cause you know, I was in the hospital and yeah, they don't fucking, they, they, last time we were there, bro, they gave like the mom and dad both got free meals. Well, I know it's yeah, not no. free, but you know, you yeah, got, yeah. you could call up. Yeah. You call him up and be like, Hey, I want breakfast. Like he wants this, she wants this. Okay. This time yeah. they like, wouldn't do it. They're like, Oh no, it's just for the, it's just for the mom. So oh, weird. Yeah, I know. Right. And after, you know, however much money they spend, but it, it you know, they did a good job, but they, I didn't get like, I, I've been eating 3,500 or 4,000 calories a day. Mm-hmm. And I've been mm-hmm. trying to match at least a gram per pound. So yeah. I'm like 160, 165. I've been trying to eat like 170 to 175 grams of protein a day. Yeah. And I mean, kind of like what you do, like I'll make like little meal prep containers and I'll know that like this is like, this is like 35 grams of protein right here. I don't really pay too much attention to carbs and fats. I just kind of like, I got to the point where I'm like, okay, I feel good. I feel a lot better. And mm-hmm. maybe down, maybe down the road. And this is going back to our, our first point. Like, this is like a step-by-step thing. Like, yeah, yeah, I, yeah. Like, maybe down the road, I'll start paying more attention to my carbs and my fats and, yes, well, yes, and yes. that kind of shit. But like right now I'm like protein and calories because like, yes. I, I, I fucking, it's so hard for me to gain weight and I want to gain more weight and I'm lifting and doing jujitsu. So I might be, I don't know. Uh, it's it's always a sign. Well, is my point. you gotta. I'm gonna I'm gonna text this to you after. So you gotta check out this guy. His name is Nimai Nimai Delgado. Okay, he has been he has been um he grew he's a he's a white dude, American guy lives in L.A. Um, works out at uh, sorry lives in Venice Beach. Works out at Muscle Beach. He has been plant based since he was born because his parents were hippies back in the day. Became Hindu. Uh, and they, he grew up in like an ashram, um, somewhere in the Midwest or he has this crazy story. So he only ever has never, ever had any meat or any in his system period. He's so, so, cause a lot of times, you know, like when I was coming up with this and I was just like trying to look at somebody who's like, who has done this forever? Cause like, you know, you could have this amazing, huge bodybuilder, you know, right. that, that goes plant-based. And he's like, yeah, I'm plant-based. And it's like, well, you've been plant-based for like a year, but like you've been eating meat for 30 years while you're bodybuilding. So that's not a great example. But Nimai Delgado has been, he's, he's a professional bodybuilder. Um, he's in a movie also called The Game Changers, which is about the, uh, all the elite athletes in the world that are plant-based. Like Serena Williams, he's in it. Um, um, and and uh, I think that uh, one of, he's a strong man. Uh, okay. At the time, he's like this Turkish dude. He was currently during the movie, film when the film was made. He was the strongest man in the world. He's also plant based. But but Nimai was struck me the most because he had only ever been plant based, and he's obviously he's a professional bodybuilder. When he's like obviously getting ready for competitions, he's just shredded. He's big. Um, now he's kind of toned down because he's not um, he's not uh, you know uh, competing anymore. Now he's more like talks about nutrition and stuff like that but he he only eats um half a gram of protein per one uh, pound of body weight um and 
and he, so he, so like, he's like, if you have, a, if you're 150 pounds, he's just like, your body will, can only really needs 75, 75 grams, grams of protein. Wow. Yes. And he's done this for, and he brings other people on like th that are plant-based like bodybuilders and they'll talk about their pro and it's interesting because he'll bring all these other people that are kind of doing the same thing that he is that are huge and, and jacked and their protein intake is like half a gram of protein per, per pound of body, you know? And it's, it's crazy. Yeah. Cause I, I haven't been like, I have like, I, I drink protein shakes. Like I, I've mm -hmm. been like more conscious about it than ever. And like, I feel like I'm having a pretty hard time with it this time, but I feel like I'm staying pretty lean. I'm just not like yeah, bulking, but yeah, totally. That's interesting because it's it's funny because you know, dude. Like I just been spending so much fucking money at the grocery store, bro. I can't leave without dropping ninety dollars, even if it's I know. Like, with how much I'm eating. I'm like, okay, I'm out of snacks. Okay, I'm out of bananas. Okay, I'm out of protein. Okay, I'm gonna need chicken or beef. Or okay, I'm gonna need rice. Like and like. I'm like eating so fucking much that I'm walking out of the grocery store with just like, you know, my normal day routine snacks and it's like 90 bucks at a time. I started thinking like in the hospital, of course I came home hungry as shit and first couple of days, bro, we ate nothing but pizza and I loved it. Yeah, <laughs> it, yeah, yeah, yeah. And that's it, okay too. Yeah, right. But now I'm starting to think like today, it's funny, I had this like light bulb moment where I'm like, maybe I should just lean up. Maybe I should just say fuck bulking and yeah. I should just lean up and then I saw this video from this other guy. I gotta, I could probably find out if you talk, but like he basically the same thing you said. He was debunking. Can you still hear me? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, I lost you. Yeah, I lost you for a second, but you're back. Okay. Yeah. For some reason, I wanted to connect to my TV. I was trying to look up the guy so I cited him right. But he, yeah. he's just a YouTuber, just a YouTuber, bodybuilder guy that I guess he's like, he's like a doctor mm -hmm. in nutrition and stuff. And like, he has like videos of, of like people's training routines and he dissects it and he tells you it's like complete bullshit or not. And tells you like how the personal trainers are just t fucking horrible and hurting these people. Yeah. And like, I don't know, but he, he just, he, he had this video today and I was talking about the myth of like. You know, like, do you need two grams of protein per pound of body weight? Do you need to eat as one gram per how much weight you want to have? So if you want to be 180, do you need to eat 180? Mm -hmm. And he pretty much was like, according to his research, he was talking about how you could get away with a, a gram or less even. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Of protein per body weight. And that was like his, that was like his thing at the bottom. Like, maybe that's what, maybe I'll just make sure I'm eating super clean. Like, maybe I just need to get back to super clean and like. Yeah. just go from there and i bet you probably won't even notice I, so much i will of a say one of the best yeah. there's a picture on my instagram it's probably deep down by now but mm -hmm. it was like of all the different diets i tried and each of them was like a four-month period mm -hmm. and there was one where i was just vegetarian and i got down to like 151 pounds mm -hmm. and pretty lean pretty shredded and i remember getting energy but it wasn't long-term energy it was just like I, I i would eat like a lot of veggies and i'd have good clean energy but it was mm -hmm. nothing like explosive and it was it was more consistent and then i remember i would get really really hungry and have to eat again and yes, then no, I that, added, is, like, that is that is for sure you do have to eat a lot yeah oh, okay I I'll play basic. i'm too, always i'm then, always then I, i'm always eating
That's funny. That's a, yeah. I started adding chicken and fish to it. And yeah. eating like a lot more fatty foods like avocado and peanut butter. Mm-hmm. And I got up to like 165 and I felt like a good amount of like energy and stuff. And then I got to the point where I was like 185, 188. And it was mm-hmm. beer and fast food and whatever the fuck was in front of me. Pizza, like yeah. just like dirty bulking. And yeah. to be honest, like that's when I walked in the gym was when I was 188, just dirty bulking and trying to be as big as I possibly could. And that's when I started training again. Mm-hmm. And I was fucking like slow and pathetic <laughs> like yeah 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 it was tough but i get it. it it's it's just finding the right diet is such a process it's like the hardest one of the hardest things but it's like like you said and then not only finding ingredients and what you want to eat and what's clean but it's also to figuring out what the fuck is clean like going to the store and like, you think well, that dude, you're eating just yeah. peanut butter and you're not doing yourself a bad service but then you realize that that shit's made with like you know so much bullshit in it and not only that man it's and just because like, the label says organic doesn't yeah ahead, exactly no I, it's just like you kind of like you know saying like every time we go you, you end up spending 90 bucks but i'm just like man like like first of all we live in florida we can pretty much grow anything like if you have a, a little parcel of property a little backyard like i i have like so many banana trees going right now that by hopefully by next year they'll all be producing but like, I'm like, man, like I will never probably have, to, I won't probably have to buy very many bananas anymore. You know, same life, like my, and then I'm growing an avocado tree and mangoes. So even like, you look at like, uh, uh, so I grew passion fruit vines this year and they, they grew along uh, my, uh, my fence, one friggin' passion fruit, dude, which is like the size of a small tomato. Um, it's like $4 at the grocery store. Okay. And there's a, a spoonful of fruit inside it once you open it up. And I grew 50 of them with no effort at all, you know? So it was this like on my first year. And then like I, I planted this papaya tree uh, like maybe five months ago. It's already producing. It's got like 30 papayas on there. And it was small. But we're in Florida. These things grow crazy quick. So I'm going to have all like so I'm like there's so much that we can grow that like, you know, I'm like, yeah, am I going to be able to eat all these 30 papayas? No, but I'm going to friggin' cut them down. I'm going to freeze them. And then I have smoothies, same with the bananas, you know? And so you're, you can That's harvest nice. a lot of this good quality stuff on your own. And same with like, you know, uh, you know, you vegetables, like spinach and all that stuff. Like if you're not going to use it, you just cut it down and you, you put in Ziploc bags, you freeze it. You got all this stuff for like, you know, years to come that you can just turn into soups or you can turn into smoothies or whatever, you know, it's like, there's so much, you know, that we can do is to limit, you know, the amount of stuff that we even have to get at a grocery store. Would you be able to like, like make a huge bulk amount of the celery juice that you do and then freeze it? So like, if you like little have, packs. yes, yes, you could do that. You could totally do that yeah, as long. So I think if you, if you do it in a cold press juicer, which I don't have, I have a, a, just an old school juicer where you have to drink it within, you know, within the hour, if you want it to be fresh, if mm. you do a, so if, if you have a juicer like I do and you wanted to just do it in bulk, then yeah, you could just freeze it. Uh, if, if you have a cold pressed juicer, then it will, you can press the juice and it's good for like fr- three days in a fridge. Um, but if not, yeah, you could freeze and do all kinds of stuff for sure. Yeah, absolutely. That's cool, man. That's like, yeah, it makes such a difference on your body. Um, for the listeners at home because <laughs> yeah. like i said man i'm like kind of a firm believer like 
in not in a judgmental way, but like kind of like in an empathetic way where like I sit around and I see like, I don't know, I guess it's a little bit judgy, but it's a little bit of like, I've been there mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and it's like, gosh, like I'll just see people like, like drinking Coke, smoking cigarettes, like stoke after stoke after stoke or candy, yeah. candy, candy. And I'm like, man, like if you just like gave yourself a month, and, yeah. and a lot of it's na- gathering knowledge and putting a lot of time and effort and trial and error into it. It's not like a mm-hmm. quick process, but like you just gave yourself a month or two just to get on like, you know, a solid diet. Fuck man. Like, yeah, it's, it's the world. And like, think about, you know, you, we probably feel it more cause we're like athletes. So we're at the gym mm-hmm. pushing it and stuff. But I, I know one thing I used to get a lot from training was like headaches and stuff. Yes. Yes. And like, like knock on wood like hopefully i've got those under control now because i'm not eating as much sugar or drinking as much or i try to keep my thumb on anti-inflammatory stuff you know what i mean yes no that's true man that's why you post that celery juice i'm like you had me at at inflammation (laughs) yeah well because i think too like when you kind of do the stuff like we're doing like if you're lifting and you're we're doing like combat sport type stuff like you get injured so it's just like and then there's like you know, so there's inflammation, there's inflammation due to injury, you know, like you got in an accident and stuff, right? And then there's inflammation based on the stuff that we eat. So then, you know, you kind of combine that and then you just feel like shit, like you're always in pain, you know? So yeah. I think it's important to kind of just have as much of that stuff that we can to, you know, to kind of clean us out as much as possible. And yeah. Well, we've talked everything from aliens to diet. Yes, sir. We can cap this off with your good old uh, tour bus stories. <laughs> you know what? We'll Fuck. do that one. We'll do that one in private. Fuck, that was worth a try. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, thanks for doing it again, man. I appreciate it. Of course, and man. I hope the newborn's doing good. You too. You too. Everything going smooth over there? So far, so good. Yeah, and you guys as well. So far, so good, man. All right, let's keep it up, dude. I'll have to connect with you. I'll probably get shoot you a text after this because I got some questions. Yeah, Uh, yeah, and I want to. Yes, yes, and I want to send you that guy Nimai Delgado to check out because he's like interesting, dude. Most definitely. I don't know if I'll ever give up steak because it's just yeah, bro. Yeah, I get it. Yeah, I get it. Yeah, just to understand other stuff, you know, just to kind of see it. Yeah, that's kind of cool. Is there shit that's gonna clean up my body, like? uh, fucking celery juice and that's all it takes and fuck it yeah <laughs> all right bro awesome. you have a good night you too man we'll chat soon yeah. see you buddy Bye-bye. i think the podcast is fucking sick if you're listening to it and you're like you know i don't know if i want to listen to the next episode of this podcast you're probably a bitch ass you need to listen to the next episode of this podcast and keep listening to it um because my friends down here are trying to make shit happen and we're that's- gonna make some shit happen